When it comes to the topic of sex, many couples struggle to talk about it because they fear being vulnerable. But the more you're willing to discuss this with your mate, the more meaningful and fulfilling this aspect of the relationship can be. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They lead the Focus Marriage team. And Erin, you do a lot of counseling. What are some of the more, let's call them common struggles that you see with regard to sexuality? Well, I think you just nailed the first one on the head as far as we don't talk about it. And so whatever the the sexual issue is, not talking about it preludes everything. And so like if you put, you know, not talking about it underneath that, I would say, you know, the biggest problem is sexual desire, which could be caused by so many different things as far as, you know, is it that there's been mishandled conflict and pain and hurt in the relationship or is there a physical issue going on, hormonal issue, what's causing the low desire. But when the couple's not talking about it, then they don't have the they don't have the opportunity to discover what is driving this. Mm. Well, I so appreciate your insights, Erin. And we're going to return to a conversation Jim Daly had with Gary Thomas and Deborah Faleta. Uh, they wrote a terrific book uh, and offer some amazing insights on this topic. Deborah, I want to start with you. Uh, I appreciate the fact in the book you talked about your honeymoon, your wedding night, and I I want to do a book. Maybe we could do this one together, a collection of terrible <laughs> wedding night stories, which Gene and I have one as well. But right now, I want to ask about yours. Honeymoon <laughs> bloopers. Wouldn't that be <laughs> Honeymoon something? bloopers. We got to do it. You know, we, we have these expectations that sex is going to be magical on the honeymoon night, and especially because many of us wait for sex. And and we assume that just because we wait, it's going to be great. Perfect. But that is a wrong (laughs) assumption because we don't wait because of what it will do for our honeymoon. We wait because of what God is doing inside of us and the character he's building inside of us through the waiting and the obedience. But going back to our honeymoon night, uh, let me just say our expectations were very wrong because getting part A into part B was a lot more complicated than we thought it would be. So we decide to use this ice hot lubricant ended up being extremely excruciating and we just laughed the entire night ended up snuggling in bed eating leftovers and that was our honeymoon night okay that (laughs) example can go in a hundred directions i mean the fact that you could laugh about it and snuggle Mm -hmm. and say okay we'll try again tomorrow right that's beautiful it's your honeymoon it's what should happen what about the couple in that circumstance i mean where Uh uh-oh, now we panic, and the guy's really upset. I've worked with a couple just like that, Mm. where the honeymoon didn't go as expected. The husband got really upset and stormed out of the room. I mean, talk about a disappointing wedding night for both of them. And to go in with the expectations that it's going to be perfect and problem-free sets us up for major disappointment. But we've got these unhealthy and untrue expectations throughout the entirety of our marriage that come up in different parts of our sex life. And that's why it's important to get our expectations in a healthy place. Yeah. Let me, uh, for today, let me start with some of the brain science. I think that's really intriguing. And for example, you state that men have two and a half times, and this is like a duh to me, but men have two and a half times more brain space devoted to their sex drive than women. And all the women said, 
Yep, that's right. Uh, but frankly, you know, I'm not surprised by that, obviously. So how do we navigate that difference? And do you think God has a sense of humor in this? Is this why he did it? He said, watch this, this is going to be really funny. I'm going to give one of them two and a half times more capacity to think about it, and the other one two and a half times less, and let's see what happens. <laughs> the wonderful thing I think about this is that God doesn't use a cookie cutter to create men or women. We're all different. But what I found so helpful and what we got into the brain science is that I find a lot of husbands approach their wives thinking, this is what I would like, therefore this is what she would like. Mm -hmm. And the wives approach the husbands, this is what I would like, therefore this is what he would like. So that's why we have three chapters, what gets him going, what gets her going, and what gets you going. And that last one is you've got to explain it to your spouse because your spouse has a different brain and body than you do, whether it's because of brain science or because his mother dropped him on his head when he was a year and a half. <laughs> Let's not go there. The, the fact is, they're different than you. Different things create arousal. Different things create satisfaction. Different things create pleasure. Uh, one of the things that was surprising to me, and I'd been married over 30 years, that a woman's skin can be up to 10 times more sensitive than a man's. And we wonder, why are women more into foreplay in general? Well, it feels better to them, but it also helps Women understand why guys often say their touches are too light. Mm. Or women might say, you know, your touch is too firm. So it's really for us a book about questions more than answers. We present, this is how researchers say most men operate or the spectrum of where we lean. So that you can say, is this true for you? Is this not true for you? Because it's difficult to talk about this. It's almost universal. I don't know that anything is universal, but this is close that it's easier to have sex than talk about it. Oh. <laughs> and, and so we have a section, Deborah, as a counselor, just really relates. Here's some suggestions for when to bring it up, what to avoid, where to go. But to look at the whole book as conversation starters, the couples can read through it together, pause, and get to know each other. Because we really do believe that when you start to grow in this area, it feeds every aspect of your marriage, and it has benefits in so many different arenas of life. Well, Gary and uh, Deborah addressed unrealistic expectations that couples can have about sexuality. And uh, Aaron, you alluded to that earlier. Uh, what are some of the common misconceptions that we tend to have as we go into marriage about sexuality? Yeah, I think one, maybe especially within our Christian culture, is, hey, we're Christians, we're in love, we're married, therefore we will have great sex. And I think the reality is that great lovers are not born. They're made. Mm. And that requires that, that Aaron and I talk about our sexual relationship. We talk about what we like, what we don't like, how we're growing, that, that just having the conversation is normal and it is, it's okay and that we want to keep growing and learning together in that area. Another one is that men are supposed to initiate sex. And this just makes me smile because, of course, it's not just one individual's job to initiate sex and to pursue that sexual connection. It's both husband and wife. And so it's, you know, I don't, different couples utilize, you know, how we do this. How do you know that your partner wants to have sex and is interested? And so it's a shared responsibility as far as pursuing that connection. 
Well, this is really good insight, and there's so much more uh, that we're going to encourage you to get a copy of the book, Married Sex, by Gary Thomas and Deborah Falada. Uh, it is a rich resource. It's biblical. Uh, it's very practical. And I think going through it as a couple can be really beneficial to your relationship and your conversations. Uh, make a donation of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family today, and we'll send that book to you as uh, our way of saying thanks for being a part of the support team. Uh, also, there's an online marriage assessment. It's free. We talk about it with some frequency. Uh, we would love for you to take that and get a better understanding of the strengths in your relationship and maybe some improvement points. Uh, take it uh, with your spouse and have some good conversation about that. Uh, the donation opportunity, the book, the uh, marriage assessment, it's all linked over in the show notes. We'll hear more from Deborah and Gary next time. Uh, for now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin, and the entire team here. Thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.